Welcome to Revoicing the Future, a Women of NAM podcast presented by AKG. Just as one revoices a chord, Revoicing the Future creates a completely new perspective on the invaluable notes that make up the whole. It will uplift women's voices in the music products industry, which have earned their time to be the root of the chord. Once a month, you can catch productive and valuable conversations with women working in manufacturing, retail, the nonprofit sector, music education, touring, and overall women who inspire us. Together, we can help shape the future of our industry one interval at a time. This podcast is co-produced and edited by Natalie Morrison, Stephanie Lamond, and Julia Olson. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Revoicing the Future. I'm your host, Natalie Morrison, and I'm here with the entire Revoicing the Future team. Say hi, hi. ladies. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Feliz Año Nuevo. Everybody's in the new beginning, new chapter headspace. It's that time. And I'm so excited for this year. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So we thought it would be fun to do this reflective preparatory episode for the NAM show that's coming up this month because it's a NAM show month. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! So we thought it would be a really great opportunity to talk through the session from last year to prepare you all for the session for this year. And I'm so excited. Things have happened in the past eight months. So I think this conversation is going to be even more fruitful than it was. (laughs) Chris did it. (laughs) A couple of things. Since it is NAMM Show Month, I would be remiss to not advertise the fantastic events that are happening at the NAMM Show this year for Women of NAMM. So I'm going to shout those out. Thursday at 10 a.m. is the Women of NAM first attendee meetup at the Member Center. So if you're attending the NAM show for the first time, please come by. It'll be a great chance for you to network and meet other women who are attending for the first time so you guys can all participate in this together. On Friday at 11 a.m., Revoicing the Future presents Creating Sustainable Careers Through Community, also in the NAM Member Center. So please come. Bring your friends, tell anyone and everyone attending the show to come to the session. It's going to be really special. Mm-hmm. And then Friday at 6.30 p.m. in the Hilton Pacific Ballroom, Women of NAM presents Empowering the Rise and Growth of Female Leaders in Industry. So I hope you marked those dates down because we hope to see all there. Are you excited? I'm excited. So stoked. It's all Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, very good repertoire of stuff. Exactly. The breadth of it is really cool. I love that the first attendee meetup exists. That was something that I remember Julia and I years ago before this was even a thing, we're talking about how rad it would be if just to have this way to come together and have a buddy throughout the rest of the show. And so I love that that exists. And then I kind of like the duality of our session and then with the other session on Friday, they're both on Friday. So we kind of as a whole collective are focusing on the individual and then the collective. And it's a really well-rounded repertoire. So seeing it all in one place is just making me even more excited. I'm like, yeah, this makes so much sense. It's like a full itinerary. Exactly. All full circle. And we all met through NAM. Yeah. And so we get to see other people have that experience of meeting good friends and colleagues and supporting each other. Yeah. Just to reiterate what Steph said in a different way. <laughs> yeah. It's exciting. I can't wait. So in preparation for our event, like I mentioned before, we want to revisit our session from last year, which was all about envisioning the future of the industry. But 
It was more of an introspective look on building our careers and tapping into our own potential and building that ladder and climbing that ladder. But this year at our session, we want to talk about building community and its importance, allowing us to reflect. We'll tie in very beautifully into the external. All right. So Steph, why don't you give us the backstory on this ladder conversation and your aha moment that sparked this session. Yeah. And I totally agree with you that this is such a perfect time of year to be revisiting this kind of thought, no matter what. I'm so excited to talk to you about this with the different role you find yourself in now anyway, too. So I was listening to a podcast and the wonderful author Sonia Renee Taylor was on and she was talking about a lot of different things. But in this moment, they were talking about how to get people to stop buying into harmful systems when they're the ones that are benefiting from said system. And so they were talking about colorism, body size and shape kind of things, just anything that really had to do with privilege. And her answer to this was the phrase of the latter is only as real as your ascension of it. So saying all these systems are only as real as the amount of energy you put into them. So Anyway, I heard that and that just really connected a bunch of stuff in my head. And I literally pulled over. I was going to the storage unit of my old job. Wonderful role. We love them. But I pulled over in the parking lot of this and I like pulled out my notes app. And I was like, oh my God. And I just journaled for a second and made me stop and think like, what is the ladder that I'm climbing? And so I share all this right in the hopes that maybe someone else out there might resonate with this. At that moment, it was just music industry, but I didn't necessarily know what that meant for me specifically. I just know I wanted to be in music, but it was the thought process of, is this the ladder I'm supposed to be climbing? And because within that, right, there's music industry, but I should have been intentionally going for something that resonated for me. So what is the thing that I'm putting all of my time into? And so it just led to a lot of introspection for me. And I ended up making the moves I have this year and starting my own company and studio. And now I'm even going further. I'm looking into going back to grad school to completely change my direction in music. And I can't wait to talk about that more when that becomes more of a thing, because hopefully we can get as many people into mental health and music as we can. Anyway, when I brought this to Natalie and Julia, when we were thinking about our session for last year, it really became this beautiful conversation of how do we even flesh this metaphor out further and think about what is that ladder made of, like, let alone what the ladder is, right? What a career path might be is how we kind of started to think about that metaphor. But the what it's made of, like, is it wood? Is it really sturdy steel? Is it going to fall out from underneath you? The sturdiness and the supportive nature of what we're climbing to make sure no matter what you're going for, that you are supported and you're doing it in a sustainable way. And we brought that further to how we are climbing. So are we climbing in a way where we're shoving other people off the ladders near us? Or are we helping build the other ones as we climb? We'll get into more of that a little bit. But we started thinking of these different aspects of it. And so we just got into this wonderful kind of deep dive. And that's what we did our session on last year is we did a collaborative way of challenging everybody to think about these different aspects of their ladder. So even if you were there, this is the perfect time of year to stop and think about that. It's kind of a three-part introspection. Like, what is the ladder I'm climbing? How am I climbing it? And what is it made out of? And it's such a healthy thing to just check in with yourself, even if you are still on the same ladder and you know it is the most authentic ladder and path for you. It's one, reminding yourself that it is. And then two, making sure that you're aligned in the way that you're doing it with integrity and that you are supported in doing it is so, so helpful. And we also then zoomed out even further that in theory, when all these things are aligned, those three introspective aspects, if more people in our industry had all those things checked off, then the systems that are harmful would also just change. If people were living their own authentic paths and doing the things they're best at, contributing the way that fits them most, our industry just as a ripple effect out will become a better place. 
that larger ladder as a whole will benefit and be made of stronger stuff and be a better place to be climbing. So to wrap it up beautifully, I want to pass it over to Julia because when we were doing this session in person, she just had such a wonderful way of capturing the heart of it. So yeah, Julia, if you could give us a little more of the heart behind the why. Yeah. So working off the ladder metaphor that Steph brought to us, we heard her talk about that and we were like, whoa, this is a really cool visual that we can branch off of and take into our whole talk. And then we each had different ideas based upon the ladder metaphor. And we were like, let's just each take a section of this, deep dive into that area, and then build on one another's insights. And so we really had a cooperative effort in making this talk happen based off, to quote Natalie, Steph's aha moment. Ladders can be made of different materials. And so I was thinking, well, the material that you have your ladder built upon is going to change how effective you are in your career. And so if your ladder is wood or metal or something really strong, you can really climb high. You can be super steady with your footsteps. You can know when I put my foot down on this ladder, I can go to the next rung and I can continuously climb up this ladder. But what if your ladder isn't very sturdy? What if your ladder is made up of twigs? What if it's not fully developed? What if you're still crafting what your ladder is really made of? What is that material? And so if we take that into our metaphor, and so what is our ladder made of? What are the things that we rely on? What are the things that we're climbing up? Well, the first thing is ourselves. We have to be able to rely on ourselves. And so what are your strengths? And what are your weaknesses? Because those are the two places that you start when you get to know yourself and how you can be effective. And so in our live talk, I encourage listeners to really assess the things that you are really good at. And I think a lot of times it's easy to shy away from those things and be like, okay, like I'm okay at that. But really think about like, what are the things that I know when I'm doing this thing in my team they're going to love it. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to make this area really shine because I know I'm good at this thing. And literally write those things down because one, it's going to boost your confidence. Two, you might find insight into strengths that you didn't really realize you had. And ask around, ask your team, hey, what are the things that you think are my strengths? Ask your friends, ask your colleagues, ask the people who've seen you in different areas of your life or who've known you for a long time. And then the other area, the weaknesses, is a lot less fun to think about, but equally important. And so I think it's important to identify your weaknesses, both personally and professionally, because that will highlight areas that you can grow in. And those will highlight things that maybe you need to take more time. Maybe you need to pay someone to help you or coach you in. Those will be areas that you know I need to focus in. And potentially with that focus can become a strength of yours. Linnell Grant actually said in a workshop, she said, lean into your natural frustrations, something to that effect. And I thought, oh, what a beautiful way of saying, work on the things that you're not good at. Lean into your natural frustrations. And that's going to be different depending on the person. But that is something that has been resonating with me this past year. And so when there's something that maybe is frustrating for you or you're not good at, instead of being like, oh, I don't like this, think... I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to really focus on it. And I'm going to do this really effectively. And it's no longer a weakness 
for me. So then you don't think of it as I'm not good at this. It's no, I can do this. I have done this and I'm better at this now. And now I can focus my attention on a different area that I can focus and grow. So know your strengths, know your weaknesses. And then the other thing is to know your team. And so who is your team? Because you don't just work on your own. Everyone has a team. Everyone has people that you're working with. And so who are the people that you're working with? So the second thing that you rely on is your team. Who is your team? Who are the people that you trust, that you rely on? You respect their feedback. You work with on a day-to-day basis. So as far as your team, can you trust the building blocks your team makes up? Honestly, ask yourself, are you spoken to kindly? Are you treated with kindness? Are your ideas heard? Is your teamwork and contribution valued? Because your team makes a huge difference in how you approach building your legacy. And if your team doesn't line up with where you're working towards, how can you either repair those relationships of your current team and build trust or find a new team to be part of? Because you can't climb a ladder that's not strong enough to support you. And we all need support. So how can we strengthen or support each other? We listen to trusted voices. We find community and support one another. We identify areas we need to overcome and grow in, and we actively work on those things. And we use our strength to climb while we strengthen and encourage those around us. And we repair damage that needs to be addressed by rebuilding trust with people in our team that we may struggle to see eye to eye with and help build together. And we keep going. And you might realize that the people that you work with on a day-to-day basis may not be the people that you trust and rely on. And if that's the case, that means you need to make a change. You either need to work to build trust with your team and maybe spend more time with them, or you need to find a new team. And so you need to understand who your team is and that you can rely on them, that you can count on them, and then vice versa, that they can rely on you. They can count on you. They can trust you as they climb their ladder because you're not just off on your island by yourself. And in a team, there's a collective goal there. And so making sure that you know who your team is and that you can climb that ladder is super important. And if your team doesn't line up with where you're going towards, How can you either repair those relationships with your team and build trust or find a new team to be a part of? And Natalie is going to jump off of that point and she's going to lead us into her insights. So Julia beautifully stated the why and what our ladders are. And I'm going to take it a step further and talk about how we are climbing that ladder. How are you climbing the ladder? And I'm going to throw out some questions because everyone climbs their ladders differently. And I hope that everyone listening can think through this. So what is the foundation that your ladder is building on? Is it strong? Sturdy? Are you climbing to a destination? What's the end goal or your North Star? Are you climbing the ladder with fear, with confidence, or are you just climbing it to get by? Whatever the answer is, just identify it. What's holding you back? For me, I've worked really hard to build a solid foundation and support system so that I can climb 
my ladder with confidence and no self-doubt. And that's a work in progress, as is everything else. But I'm pushing the voices of the imposter syndrome aside so that I can be confident in what I bring to the table. But I know that the foundation that I've worked so hard to build is there to help me no matter if I decide to climb up or climb down to my destination. So reflecting on this after doing this session eight months later, I've changed ladders. (laughs) I had that introspective look. I saw what building a solid foundation and sturdy ladder meant for me as I built my network in the industry. And now I'm on a path at a new job with a new company, with a new team that supports and lifts me up no matter what. And I'm climbing my ladder now with way more confidence than I did eight months ago, which is crazy to think about how one shift can change that trajectory for you. But I encourage everyone to just sit and listen to these questions and figure out the answers for you and what makes you climb the ladder to that North Star. Like, What is your end goal? Because if you define that, it's only going to help you build and climb that ladder stronger than before. And I think Steph wants to talk about changing ladders too. Yeah, you bring it on home again with that. Yeah, this is where we ended it. And I was like, and what if you realize you are on just the wrong ladder? But there's interesting nuance there because I think you were still on the right ladder. It's just like the nuance of the job itself. You were still pursuing a similar kind of thing. And it's the subtle differences. At that point, I had just been like, oh, I'm on the completely wrong ladder. It was a very, very good ladder. Like I was working through the ranks of nonprofit operations and production and events and things. And it was really rewarding and great. But I realized that there was someone else that was going to be really, really dang good at this job and I could do it. But my strengths, as you all were talking about earlier, probably lie elsewhere than the career path that I had been kind of gunning for throughout my 20s. So In that, that's also, if anybody has been listening and thinking, oh yeah, I think that probably resonates. I'm just doing the wrong thing for me, or I'm really needing to shift my entire functional trajectory. I need to start hopping on a different ladder. It's very exciting. And I recommend you read the book, The Crossroads of Should and Must to figure out what you need to do. Um, But at the same time too, like, you know, also go take a trip, you know, like, but what I did was I quit my job which was terrifying, but I was doing a lot of freelance work. So I started continuing the freelance work and opened up my own studio. But with the space to think about it a little bit more outside of a nine to five job, even then, like I was still questioning like, okay, now that I have my own company, is this even what I still want to be doing? Like I'm still in front of a computer all day. Like there's still little aspects that I didn't love from what I was doing that I think I still needed to change. And so having a close eye on what that ladder is helped me to whittle down at what the main why is. And so, yeah, as I was saying, I'm changing again and I'm going back to grad school to get my master's in clinical counseling to pursue this work as a therapist and or this work we're doing now, but more on an interpersonal way and give myself the training to do it serving our music people. So it's really powerful. It's big and they're these big existential things. But like we were saying, like if you can make sure all these things are buttoned up and all your boxes are checked, you're going to be contributing 
to the creative world in the way that is the most fitting for you. And so I'm just so excited to be doing the work that I'm meant to be doing because I'm going to be doing it so much better than work that's meant for somebody else to be doing. It's just wild to be coming back to this a year later, like how it's all developed in a year. I'm sure everybody listening has had such a big developmental year. And all that to say, so we did so much of that introspection going back into the industry at large. Steph, I kind of just want to piggyback off of what you were just saying, because I think it's important that everyone knows and understands that your history and whatever your journey is, if you're changing your ladder or if it's a branch of the ladder, it's the foundation. As we're growing, we still have that solid foundation of lessons that we've learned, of skills that we've acquired, of experiences that we've had that's only going to better us as we continue that journey, whether it's a branch Mm -hmm. off or you're changing completely. There's some sort of foundation that's kind of holding you up there to push you to be better. So we don't want to discount our past experiences because all of those experiences are what's making us the people who we are in the future. It's so interesting too, because if you build off of that, it's almost like thinking from the phase of someone that is switching ladders. It's almost that highest level that right as I was talking about at the beginning of this, the high level ladder of music industry is still good. It's just that the ladder itself wasn't flushed out. It's almost like I was building it as I was climbing it. And so it was always the right ladder because I needed to be doing all of this to know what I wanted to do. And so it's almost like I was just building as I climbed. (laughs) And And so it almost becomes like a question more of what your ladder is made out of, like change what it's made out of rather than change the ladder. I don't know. I think this whole metaphor is evolving as we evolve in our professional life. So just like take what works for you. But it's it's interesting, right? Because I think it it is more authentic to say that I just kind of was grabbing at things as I climbed. And now the ladder just is a very clear cut ladder of like, oh, of course this was what I was doing. I was in nonprofits and I was just trying to help people, but I just didn't know how. And then I, in all of my side projects, I was storytelling and I was trying to just have really cool conversations with people that got into like the nitty gritty of why they're doing what they're doing and how can they do it authentically? And I'm like, oh, that's basically a therapy session. You know, you arrive (laughs) at the end of it and it's like, oh, this is what I found that I was really good at. Now I can just do that. And it's uh, really cool. But also it's important. I guess that, right, as we all share all of this, because our industry is full of a million different types of career paths. All that to say, we're in an industry of a million different career paths. And so everybody's will look so different. And we talk about this a lot, that there's a lot of freedom in the fact that no career path will look the same for anybody in music, especially for women in music. So I think this reevaluation is important because there's freedom, but it's also terrifying because there's no certainty, right? You can work up a corporate ladder, but at the same time, even within that, like there's so little turnover in our industry as well. Like it's not so cut and dry that you just keep working up, working up somewhere. Like you have to still be thinking creatively about your path. And so everybody has to be thinking entrepreneurially, no matter what area of the industry you're in. If you're a freelancer, if you're a private studio owner, if you are working in-house corporate somewhere, I just love this metaphor. It all goes back to like what your personal brand is. Oh, go on. From what you were just saying, you are the one who's in control essentially of that journey and what you bring to the table. And a spirit goes hand in hand with how you're like marketing yourself essentially to the world. Like 
you have to actively go out and do this. So whether you're a studio owner, whether you're a private music instructor, whether you are somewhere on the corporate ladder in the industry, like you bring something unique and authentic to your position, which is why you have the job in the first place. So that's your personal brand. And what you do outside of that too, all kind of funnels into what that identity brand. It it sounds very corporate, but it's your identity. It's a really tangible way. I feel like to wrap that idea up into something too. Something I said in our session last year, that kind of pivots into what we're going to be talking about is by empowering and encouraging you all to be intentional and authentic in your careers. We as a collective industry are elevated in what we can accomplish. And so as we were brainstorming what to talk about this year, each of us thought about the idea of community. And it was really cool to come together with this idea of, we want to create more community. And we want to have a place where once they go to our session, they leave with friends and colleagues and contacts and people that can be their pals. And we just thought it was such an exciting idea. And that's something that we found from the NAM show and going to the NAM show. And so it's exciting to get to take that value into our talk. And provide a resource at the NAM show. Whoop, whoop. I'm excited about it. Watching it all kind of come together and unfold. It's a perfect kind of a growth out of the thought process. This all feeds into the industry as a whole because it's with our teams. At the end of our session, we had asked everybody to think about all of these things. And then throughout, we had everybody turn to the person next to them, person in front of them, kind of share these insights as they were having them with the thought that then they would leave with allies in doing this work. So this year, we are making sure everybody has allies in doing this work because we were thinking about where do we go from the individual impact. And so right now we're talking about community because you cannot keep doing work easily if you do not have a community around you who is doing similar work and helping you lead and grow and have a long, sustainable career. It really is talking about the importance of why we build a community and also in turn spotlighting people who are doing that work mm-hmm. to encourage others that, okay, if you are in this section of the industry, which might be very niche and might seem really daunting when you're at the NAM show and you see the industry like literally as a whole in front of you, making those connections easier and possible for people is going to help bring those people together and help their community. Because the people who come to the NAM show, it might be their first time. It might be their first time in the industry. They might not know where they can find people who are doing similar things or similar interests. So really highlighting the importance of that and how you can find those communities is really what we're going to be diving into without giving too away. And then we're going to give you the opportunity to put that into action with some special guests. Yeah. Which you'll just have to show up to <laughs> see to for yourself. And to see and to hear and hobnob with, to use a really 
Obnob. Obnob. <laughs> we should start saying that rather than networking. We were like, we don't like calling it a networking session. It's a hobnobbing session. With some movers and shakers and community builders who have been doing this work, you're not alone. And we want to make you know why and also why community is important. And it's going to be a wonderful time. So I hope you all come out, bring a friend, bring five or bring no one. It's fine if you're alone. Also a welcoming, safe place to come on your own and leave with a bunch of friends. I know. And then just like some final like inspiration. Why we're in music is we want to make the world a better place. Whether it's our own creativity or supporting the creativity of others. We all know it's hard work, but if we can all come together and support each other as we go through these journeys, like Julia and like Steph said, it's only going to make us better in the long run. Thank you all so much for tuning in as you prepare for the NAM show this month, or you're just stopping by and interested in the topic because I think it's a relevant topic. Even if you can't attend the NAM show, it's a relevant topic. So we hope you enjoyed. And don't forget to join us on Friday, January 26th at 11 a.m. in the NAM Member Center for creating sustainable careers through community for all your friends. And then don't forget at 10 a.m. on Thursday in the Member Center is the Women of NAM first attendee meetup. And then Friday at 6.30 p.m. in the Hilton Pacific Ballroom is the Women of NAM empowering the rise and growth of female leaders in our industry session. So we hope to see you all there. Tell all your friends. And don't forget, Revoicing the Future episodes drop on the second Tuesday of every month. So subscribe, follow, recommend to your friends colleagues and follow women of NAM on all social media platforms. Bye. See you at the NAM show. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Revoicing the Future. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major streaming platforms or visit our website. Be sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date on all things women of NAM. This episode was co-produced and edited by Natalie Morrison, Stephanie Levant, and Julia Olson. Together, we can help shape the future of our industry one interval at a time. See you next time.